I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Mon speaking. Our program here called The Mariner's Call. As we say so many times from the banks of the Bon Secours River, the southernmost part of the state of Alabama, the ministry offices of Fishers and Ministries International, thank you for allowing us into your home by means of radio. Our thought will be from the book of James, James chapter 1, and uh, we'll find uh, a topic, a theme, uh, our focus, our direction, James chapter 1, verse 21, and uh, I hope it will be a blessing and a help to you. Once again, thank you for being there. If ever you listen to this program, and uh, maybe you questioned some, something that was said, or maybe you listened, you said, Brother Moon, I enjoyed that. I would love to hear from you. We're as close as the keyboard there for the old computer. It's just, it's just uh, we think about uh, an address, very simple. We're part of the World Wide Web, the www. It's just F-O-M-M dot, that period, O-R-G. That'll bring you directly to us here at Fishers of Men Ministries International. You can look around a little bit, as we say so many times. Stay away from the pictures. Leave us a message. Let us know that you listen to our program. James chapter 1, all the way down to verse 21. James chapter 1, verse, verse 21. It says, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, it said, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. Now, I want to look at those last three words. You said, well, there's more than that. Yeah, but I don't have time to do any more than the three words. It says, which is able to save your souls. I want to talk about uh, the soul of man. Uh, souls. Salvation is so misunderstood today. The devil is there clouding the water, you know. Salvation of souls. So I ask you a question. Is your soul saved? You know, I've asked people about this matter of being a Christian. I said, sir, are you saved? And he said, yes, sir, I go to church. Oh, that, that's, that has to do with your body, you know. And I said, sir, are, are you a Christian? Yes, I, I've been baptized. Well, uh, sir, that, that has to do with something for your body. Sir, are you a Christian? I go to church. That's the body. Sir, are you a Christian? I, I give. I, I'm trying to be a good person. That's your body. I'm asking, is your soul saved? Oh, when it comes to Bible salvation, it reaches all, all the way within. You said, what do you mean within? All the way to the soul. I'm glad today that I have a a saved soul. You'll never understand the doctrine of immortality until you grab the true nature and grasp the true nature of man. Man is a triune being created in the very image of God. My friend, I'm not a product of evolution. 
I don't like we think about people identify man is just like the animals that's out there. My friend, I'm more than an animal. You said, what do you mean? I've been created in the very image of God. We think about God. Uh, we think about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. My friend, that's three, and yet they're one. They operate as a unit of one. Then we think about man. Man is just more than just a body. All right? He is a man is a triune being created in God's image. Have you never read Genesis chapter 1? Let us make man in our image, in the image of God created he him. So we think about man. By the time you get to Genesis chapter 3, or Genesis chapter 2, where he discusses the actual forming, he said, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, that's body, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, that's spirit. And the Bible declares man became a living soul. See, man not only has a living soul, but man is a living soul. And in the Old Testament, the soul and the body is spoken of as being together. But in the New Testament, we see the division that's there. What is it? The writer says to the church in Thessalonica, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23, on oh, chapter 1, he's so excited. They got saved and they took the gospel and and took it all over Asia Minor. But now he's praying for them. And he says in chapter 5 and verse 23, he said, And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I have a body, I have a soul, and I have a spirit. And as far as the soul is concerned, God has so designed it and so made a way whereby in this day and age, my friend, my soul can be saved. My friend, I can leave this planet and go to live eternally with my Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, we call reaching people with the gospel. We call it soul winning. Now, let's talk about the soul for a few minutes. Once again, it's the, 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 the water's all mudded by Satan. What about the soul? The soul, my friend, has a house. What? The soul has a house. You said, what new doctrine is this? No, no new doctrine in the Bible. Second Corinthians chapter 5, it says, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, what are you talking about? The writer here is Paul. He says in verse 6, he said, Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. I don't know if I understand that. What's the body, the home, the house? My friend, I have a, I, I have a physical house that I live here, uh, uh, here in Alabama, the state of Alabama, and it is on church property. The church has been good. I've been here 26 years and providing lodging for me. My friend, I have a physical house, and my friend, I go in that house, but I'm not that house. Do you understand what I'm talking about? I live inside that house. That house provides me a, a roof over my head from the elements. That house provides some comfort. I really like the bed. <laughs> I really like the rest, you know. And as far as my house, but I'm not my house. Now, now, what about my body, body, soul, and spirit? What's the house for the soul? That's my body, all right? He says this, knowing we are always confident Knowing while whilst we are at home in the body, we're absent from the Lord. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. So misunderstood. 
the body and soul. I've had little children uh, doing funerals, and they said, Brother Mon, we don't understand. You say, my grandpa, my Paul, you know. You say he is in heaven, that Jesus took him to heaven. But, but there he is in that box. I said, you don't understand. That's just his house. He was alive on the inside, my friend. As far as the soul is concerned, the soul has a house. And as far as this house is concerned, oh, the soul leaves this house at death. Oh, it's so clear here. Second Corinthians 5, 8, we're confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body to be present with the Lord. See, the soul leaves. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. What do we do with the body here? We take our loved ones, we take them out to the cemetery, and we bury them beneath the sod and the body there awaiting a resurrection. But you can't put the soul in the grave. You listen to me. You can't put a soul in a grave because it's immortal. It lives forever. You can't put that. There's no such thing as soul sleep. At death, the soul is required. In the book of Luke, Luke chapter 12, the story is told of a rich, remember he's the rich farmer. Boy, I tell you, all his crops just produced an amazing amount, and he just took his barns and he and he he built bigger barns and put all this all these crops in his barns and he said now what I'm going to do and says he says to himself soul thou hast soul thou hast much goods you know eat drink and be merry but you know Jesus said there in the book of Luke Luke chapter 12 it's about verse 19 and 20 he said thou fool this night thy soul shall be required of thee now what is that Oh, God's going to take his soul. Oh, you said, what happens to the soul? It leaves at death. You can't hold the soul down. The soul is immortal. Oh, the condition of your soul determines its future. I don't understand that. All right, God's made a way possible. According to James chapter 1, the soul can be saved. I'm glad today I can say, and I don't say because there's anything special about Brother Mon. I'm glad to say that my soul is saved. How about you? All right. Souls can be saved. Oh, but what if there's no preparation made for the soul? What if the only thing that was done religiously is just something for the body? You know, I mean, my temple said, Brother Mon, I, I have given to charities. And I've given to church. And I, and I try to be a good guy. That's the body. It's the soul that Jesus came to save, you know. It's the soul. We think about the new birth has to do with the soul. It's not the body. This body is described as being a vile body. It's given up in Genesis chapter 3. Back to the ground it goes. It is a curse placed upon it until the coming of our Lord, whereby it says, oh, I like it. it says, who shall change our vile body and fashion it like unto his glorious body. But my friend, I don't have a saved body, but I have a saved soul. And that was done through the work of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. Receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. The engrafted word, what is that? All right, we know what the live, we know what the written word is. That's the Bible. And in the Bible, you know what I found? I found the living word. I found it so clear there in John chapter one. 
Oh, it talks about in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then you read down about verse 14, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. I have the written Word that tells me about the living Word. And if I receive all the written Word, if I believe what God said here, especially what He says about His Son, the living Word, that He died for my sins, my soul can be saved. All right, my soul has a house. It's the body. The soul leaves it death. All the condition of the soul determines its future. If that soul is saved, heaven is my home. Jesus said one time in Mark chapter 8 and verse 36, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Oh, no. Then souls can be lost. Not only just save souls, but souls that are lost. What would you do? Exchange your soul. What shall it profit a man if he gained the whole world? Lose his own soul. Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Uh, many a person has exchanged their soul, their eternal destiny, for just a night of enjoyment, my friend. Maybe, maybe a 12 hours of enjoyment. They gave up all eternity for that. Don't exchange your soul for things on this earth, my friend, to lose your soul. A man will never love God. A man will never love the things of God until that soul is saved. And when that soul is saved, oh, it's done so by Jesus. What is it, Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 19? I love this verse. It talks about the anchor of the soul, whose hope we have, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, most sure and steadfast. I'm anchored in Jesus Christ, and my soul is saved. January the 2nd, 1966, peace came to my heart when Christ became my Savior. I trusted his finished work. I'm glad to have a saved soul. Is your soul saved? Until next week, this is Fisher Mund, and saying goodbye.